Greetings, everybody. This is David Avocado Wolf, and we are gearing up for our event of the year, the event of 2016, the health event that is going to change your life if you come. Because when you get around all these people and all this amazing stuff that's going on, the amazing innovators, these great doctors, incredible practitioners, it really transforms you. It makes it easier, too. We're going to be all getting together for that big event on September 30th, that Friday, right through October 2nd, that Sunday, 2016, at the Anaheim Hilton. Right down there next to Disneyland, it's we got the whole floor. It's just an incredible event. A couple thousand people are going to be there from all over the world. People coming in from Australia, people coming over from Scandinavia, people coming over from all over America, all over Canada, South America. It's just going to be incredible multicultural event and a lot of fun. We're going to have an incredible group of speakers, too, and be putting up on the stage Vim Hoff, the Iceman, John Gray. You know, his women are from Venus, men are from Mars. Stuff has sold over 50 million books. The guy's incredible and an old friend. Joseph McClendon III, wonderful guy. Wait till you see this guy's charisma. He's worked with Tony Robbins over two decades and done some awesome events all over the world with friends of mine. He's going to be joining us. Dr. Mercola is going to be there. Dr. Alan Christensen, Jim Quick, and more. We got the whole crew coming. But there's one person who I have not mentioned yet who's joined me on this call right now and who's going to speak to us is Dr. Pedram Shujai. He's the founder of well.org. Yep, that's right. W-E-L-L.org. Um, he's the editor of Be More magazine. He's a producer and a director. He's, he's, I think his film Origins, that's the one that I was involved in doing very well. And he's an author. He's a, he's an innovator. He's, also really good, one of the things I love about Pedram is that he inspires me to stay on point. Because sometimes when you've been in this field for so long or any field for so long, you get too complex and you just go too far, you know, too far off the deep end. And people are like, you know, bring it back to normal. And he's that guy who just always says, hey, bring it back, bring it back. You're going too far out of the edge. So with no further ado, Dr. Pedram <laughs> Shijai, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? <laughs> good, man. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I, I don't know how I got to be that guy, but, um, you know, it's just because I have interesting friends. I'm doing great, dude. I'm really just, it's it's so lovely to be alive in this world where we have so many things we can do that actually make a difference and we can make a change. Um, you know, I used to I used to complain about the world heading in the wrong direction and finally sucked it up and got involved in doing what I had to do to do my part. And so I guess say life is pretty blessed. That's the best ever. How's your book doing? You have a book out, The Urban Monk. It's doing great, man. It's a New York Times bestseller. Um, I just actually got a bunch of emails from people, stuff all over Facebook. It's all like, it's, it's now kind of like come back. It's all over the, um, like bookstores, like Barnes and Noble has it like placed, uh, uh you know, kind of front and center again. And so it's interesting. We had our first kind of initial wave of stuff that happened and, you know, the book did really well. And then it just, you know, I, I don't really even talk about it, but people have been talking about it and it's just been kind of trending and traveling. And now all of a sudden it's just like, you know, I'm getting people from all walks of life coming up and saying, Hey, you know, someone, you know, 10 people recommended your book. I finally bought it. Thank you. So, you know, that, that to me makes me feel like a proud dad. Yeah, you are a dad too. I want to talk about that. You've got two little, little ones. And a beautiful wife, and uh, we do share our Persian ethnicity together. Um, how's that going? How's family life? You know what, man? It's it is the ultimate, right? So you it brings you back uh, and makes you think about what is important at every turn. And so for me, you know, uh, I'm a hardworking guy, and I've, you know, I've been accused of doing too much uh, in, in many instances, right? Where I'm just out there banging away, trying to you know do my thing. 
And at the end of the day, I've got these, these delightful little creatures that just look at you and they don't care what you have going on on that phone. They want to be with their daddy. And so it's been this really, you know, you know what I mean? It's just very, it's self-correcting, right? And That's yeah, awesome. Man, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun being a dad. It's also, you know, it's also a lot of work, right? Like my baby, my baby was up at two in the morning. So from two to five, we were up juggling, you know, crying kids. And that's also part of it. So you have less energy going into your day, which means you got to adjust your burn rate so you don't crash and burn. Because, um, you know, like, you know, it's not like work gets any less. It's not like life stressors go away. So how do you adjust for, you know, these kind of dips in energy by not sleeping? Well, there's ways, you know, there's ways to do that. That's what meditation's for. That's what Qigong is for. That's what, you know, t- super tonic herbs are for. There's so many wonderful things that we have at our disposal that we can use to kind of, you know, get out of, of, of that state. Yet, you know, oftentimes, you know, people just like panic and say, oh, my God, I'm so tired. You know, all, all I got is coffee or all I got is, you know, five hour energy and all these types of things that people kind of defer to that then crank up their adrenals and make them worse. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of really healthy ways to not, you know, go overboard, uh, even if you haven't slept at night. Right. And so those are, those are things that, you know, I like to teach my students as well because, you know, it, it ain't always easy. It ain't always fun. And, you know, kids will keep you up all night and that's, that's life. So, you know, what do you do with that? Exactly. That's it. That's great. Tell tell us about some of the key distinctions that you've had to learn over these last few years with your kids, with your book out there, with the work schedule that you have, with the films that you're doing. It's a lot. Give us some of the key disciplines that enhance your life that you make sure you do every day. And that, and things you're going to be talking about at Longevity, you know, those, those great sure. urban monk secrets. The first is, you know, just available time, right? It's, uh, you know, I used to be, the, you know, I used to get up and, you know, do an hour of Qigong, sit there and meditate, maybe work out a little bit, run the dogs, you know, have a nice breakfast, go to work. Now you get up and you run around working for your kids all morning and, you know, basically shoot your way out of town and get to work. And, you know, in the evening, I, I can't wait to go home because I want to see my kids too. So one of the things I've been doing ever since my, my son was born a couple of years ago is I, I'm staring at him right now. I've just got all these like weights and kettlebells and, and, and straps and bands and all sorts of stuff just kind of sprinkled around my office. So every 25 minutes, I just take a five minute break and just lift some weights, do some push-ups, do a little down dog, you know, go outside, hang, hang on my favorite tree branch, do a little bit of Tai Chi and come back in. And so it doesn't seem like much because, you know, you might get, 50 reps of something in, but I'll go outside, catch some sunlight and get, you know, usually about 50 to 100 reps of something. But then you do that 10, 15 times a day, man, it adds up, right? And so, you know, I'm spending my work day not not consuming as much caffeine and um, getting some sunshine, keeping my blood flowing and keeping my, my metabolic rate up. And, you know, I'm just more productive and I'm not like feeling guilty because I didn't make the gym because, you know, you do 100 reps times 15, it's 150 reps of something all day. You know, yeah, I mean, it might not be, you know, everything you need for all people, but it's a, it's certainly a really good baseline for someone who's busy, who doesn't have time, but you could definitely do it for five minutes in between things and learn how to kind of boot that up in your operating system so that you're not, um, you're not as stressed out all the time, right? And so these, these are the hacks, if you will, that I've been teaching through the book and through my academies for a long time. And, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is life is busy. 
time is scarce. And, you know, we live in a world where that doesn't seem to be getting any better. So what do we have to do about it? How do we have to step in and, and have agency and, and kind of be the powerful person that cultivates the consciousness that is in charge and is, is driving instead of being like kind of knocked around by life circumstances. So I think a lot of people feel like they're slaves to their circumstances and their calendars and that's no way to live life. Right. And so that's, that's some of the stuff that I'll, I'll share on your stage. Let's talk about that for a second. That's an interesting piece right there is we get so far into our lives that next thing you know, we're a slave to our circumstances and Oh, I got to show up to work because I got to pay the bills because I got to get the mortgage paid and I got to get the kids in school. And, you know, it's like that kind of thing. And my, my hack on that has been the way you deal with that is that you see where you are now. You see what you're doing in your daily schedule that you could do better. For example, I, I'm guessing, maybe I'm wrong, but you have a stand-up desk. You have a stand-up desk where you're working. Yeah, I got a standing station, uh, on the floor station. I got like a lounge sofa. I got, I got everything. I, I set it up so like 80% of my time I'm standing. And then sometimes I'm just tired of standing. I'm like, you know, literally sitting cross-legged on the floor or, or sitting, uh, just for a little bit. And I, I've been doing it for so long that I just know how to listen to my body and mix it up and keep moving at all times. That, that was that, see that right there is about evaluating what's going on right now, what your work environment is, and then seeing the change you can make now. But the key I think is to also then see where you are and then where you want to go. And then guide, and you have to guide your way there. You have to figure out, okay, I'm here and I've got to get there. And the way to do that, my, my hack on that has always been, you got to bust out an extra two hours every day. And that, that two hours comes at the expense of, sleep <laughs> mm. it comes it comes through the middle of the night when the kids are, are are not screaming and and you've got some alone time where you can get even if you can get an extra hour in every day to work towards and get yourself out of where you are move towards where you want to go that's very very key all of this pattern as you know comes down to energy yep. to have the energy to do it when you when you throw things out like tai chi you know or qigong or that kind of stuff Let's get a little bit deeper into that because I did a Qigong workshop, like a full-on three-day thing, and um, I had so much energy on Saturday. We did three hours of Qigong that I literally stayed up all night Saturday night, all Sunday until I got to bed at 4 a.m. on Monday morning. That was one of the fiercest drives I have to say in a while because I was very, very tired that Sunday night, Monday morning when I was driving to a friend's house from that Qigong event, and and uh, was, <laughs> oh man, was I tired? And then closures on the road and detours and it took me an extra hour to get there it was very very intense but i had the energy from the qigong talk to us about energy food qigong whatever angle you got if you eat well if you move your body if you recover in the present moment by understanding that you can stop time with your consciousness and you learn practices like qigong then you get that edge and you get that efficiency. So yeah, maybe you can get, you know, an hour or two less of sleep, but also those eight hours where you're, you know, allegedly working, how focused are you? How present are you? How much can you drive energy through to a given outcome by having laser sharp focus versus being scattered and wondering why, you know, so, so few things got done when there's so many things on your list. So a lot of it is time management. A lot of it is energy management. And then a lot of it is just adjusting your burn rate so that you become a, an energy efficient, optimized human that then metabolizes 
what we call this, this, you know, in, in alchemy, we, tur- we, we, we basically talk about turning lead to gold. And we're not talking about boiling Smurfs here. We're talking about taking the lead of this corporeal experience and transforming and transmuting everything to light and then metabolite, like running off of light. And so this is where all these traditions came from. And yeah, it may sound really esoteric, but man, it's been around way longer than Prozac has, I'll tell you. And it's been working for millions and millions of people over millennia because Qigong works. Energy work will bring up your vibration. It will give you that power to drive through, have clarity, and have the kind of agency or the vitality to execute on that clarity to actually manifest things in life versus just wanting things or, 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 you know, or thinking about things. You have power to actually connect what you want with what you do. And that actually makes things happen. That, that was great. You have done so much. And one thing I want to prep everybody up with before we get you to the longevity conference is I want people to tune into this film origins that you did. What a great film awesome job i know it was a huge project for you and that's your latest film because the other film vitality you're still making that is that right no so vitality was my first film that came out was your first in, film? Okay. yeah that came out in like 2012 uh origins came out in 24 late late 2014 and the next one's called prosperity and that's really about the the conscious capital uh, movement and how we can vote with our money to change the world and that's the one I'm still making and I'm and I'm like neck deep in it I mean we are we are filming like I'll be in New York in a couple weeks and you know there's just a lot that's still happening around that movie um but yeah I mean for me I was you know I was a doctor of oriental medicine seeing maybe 30 40 patients a day and watching the world slide faster than I could fix it one patient at a time and then I realized that my goal in life and kind of the impact I wanted to make on the planet was getting further away from, you know, how I was spending my days. Then I realized I had to change how I spent my days. And so I, you know, I started, you know, being able to leverage my time and my message and my, you know, my, my relationships and all these things with films that have now literally, I mean, impacted millions and millions of people and have really, you know, started conversations that have gotten people thinking and changing the way they, you know, they buy stuff and, you know, the, the, the craft they, they use in their kitchens and their pantries. And so it's, it's really, it's an honor to be in a position to be able to do that. It's really a blessing. Uh, it's also a hell of a lot of work, but, you know, it's good work. It's like, you know, it's karma yoga. And so like I get up every day and I just, man, you know, I can't wait to you know, get on this film because it's just it's it's powerful stuff. Well, how, if someone wants to see your first two films, Vitality and Origins, how do they how do they find that? Is it on, on your website? What's the best way for them to go yes. see those movies? I'd love to get that organized so that people come in with some knowledge about you and, and, and your um, sure work. Sure, absolutely. So. Uh, Vitality, I actually just got the rights back. It did its rounds on iTunes and Netflix and everything for years, and I just got the rights back. So I'm going to actually open that up to like a free screening uh, on well.org soon. So just, you know, everything's at well.org. And then Origins, same thing. You go there, and there's a link right there on well.org. You know, so, you know, get the Origins movie. And Origins is doing its rounds now. So it's on Hulu. It's on, uh, I, you know, like it's basically on all the like video-on-demand networks. Uh, Vitality spent about two years on Netflix, kind of at the end of its kind of syndication life. And now I took it back and I'm like, great, I'm going to make it free forever because I, I'd rather my movies be free. I made them to help people. That's great. Isn't that great? That's the thing about doing video and, and the online market is just so wonderful because you just put things out there for free 
and you get the karma back. You get the karma points, and you, and you feel what that's like. I, I, I just love that. It's my favorite ever. Yeah, yeah, it really does work. And for me, it's you know, it builds so much goodwill. Like you know, I'm I'm making the I'm making the world a better place with these projects, and you know, it's amazing. Like I, I give away these movies, and you know, I say you know, here it is for free. You can watch it, you know, on our page. And then you know, there's just tens of thousands of people who like the movie so much that they end up buying the DVD anyways and, and, or, you know, like, you know, kind of supporting one of our lifestyle programs. So it's, it's this interesting loop in conscious capitalism, right? Where we are, you know, taking care of, of people, people understand that they're, you know, being taken care of and then they kind of reward back with kind of, you know, love and sharing and all that. And so I, I, I've been, I've been very involved in this whole thing, especially since I'm making a movie on the subject. And it's just, it's fascinating to see how, you know, goodness kind of comes back around. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's heartwarming. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a human. Humans are cool. Great. Good stuff. Great energy. Let me ask you about your, your house out there in, in Orange County. I think last time I was over there, you were working on like getting rid of the lawn and turning it into food. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> how's, how's that going? Man, I have had so many abundant harvests out of that backyard already. Like we just, just this morning, uh, I do, I picked a bunch of spinach, uh, and some mint and some cucumbers with my, every morning my, I, my son says, I want a green smoothie. He's two, two and a half years old. So we go out there barefoot, pick a bunch of vegetables that are in season, go in there, chuck them in the blender and boom, there you have it. Green smoothies for breakfast. And so, it's, it's really like I said, what, you know, why would I water a lawn in Southern California where we have all these problems in, in, in our, in our, you know, with our, with our watershed and all this stuff? But tore it out. I put in six raised beds and just went to work, like developing uh, a garden that made sense. And I do square foot gardening. I do a little bit of chaos gardening inspired by you. And, um, <laughs> all right. You know what I mean? And it's just, there's just food everywhere. Like, and like, you know, people bring their kids over and, and like, I can't tell you how many different families have, kind of come visited us just like, you know, you know, hanging out with their kids and then got, gotten inspired and went and started their own garden. I, I'm probably responsible for maybe 20 gardens at, at other people's houses because, you know, they come over and they're like, well, oh, oh, you could do that? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, it's food. Eat it, right? And there's, there's people just hanging out in my garden eating food. That is the best ever. Real quick on that, any advice for budding gardeners out there? People, you know, we're coming from a from a society, as you know, that nobody did any gardening really growing up, you know, as a, as a general rule in our society. And so they're starting fresh. And you know, what would you say to those people who are just like, I want to do this, but I don't know what to do? Dude, that was me like, like you know, a minute ago, right? Like, I, you know, I grew up, you know, food got delivered and, you know, like we'd go to the grocery store. Like, I didn't grow up in some sort of farming family, right? And then, you know, all of a sudden I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like, what can I do about it? You know, just made a couple phone calls. Like, I made a video on this. We have like a home gardening guide at well.org. It's like literally like, I, you know, we went to the, the lumber store, got these like redwood things. I could put some chicken wire on the bottom for like mold and gophers and stuff. Got some good soil from a place to call up. And there was a, there was like an organic dairy that had composting facility, like, the, you know, a few miles from my house. They delivered a truck full of like awesome soil. Uh, you know, I started reading on, you know, fertilizers. I, I, I got, I built a compost bin. And then you go down to the store and you just buy heirloom organic seeds and stuff. You read the instructions on the back. You chuck them in the ground. You, you, you know, you set up for us. I set up a drip system and you program it to water the stuff and you just cruise around. I, I mean, literally I go in there maybe once a week. I'm traveling the world making movies. 
right? I go in there maybe once a week, clean up some stuff and, and, you know, kind of prune a little bit and there's food. <laughs> there's always food. And so, I mean, yes, I live in Southern California and it's pretty, it, it's pretty easy, but there are books like I love square foot gardening. That's a great book. You just read it and figure out, you know, what you can plant next to each other. Um, and you start putting uh, certain types of plants together so that certain ones will help, you know, fix nitrogen in the soil. Certain ones will kind of like, you know, stave off pests. And, and there's all sorts of strategies there. But, you know, it's pretty forgiving, man. And, and, and if you mess up, you just do it again. And I, I got to say, I mean, you garden all the time. You do all sorts of cool stuff out there. I was just inspired by it. And then, you know, for a minute I was intimidated because, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just kind of got over that and started doing it. And now everyone thinks I'm some sort of master gardener. And <laughs> I was just reading the instructions on the back of a packet. Like, it's, it, it ain't that hard. That's so that's the best ever. I, I'm super glad you're doing that. And, and I've seen that, actually, because since I've known you, you've gotten into all this and really excited that you're passionate about it, having delved in it. It's inspired you. You keep going. And that's, that's the message you want to give to people out there is like, hey, once you get going with gardening and growing your own food, it's a gift that keeps on giving and it, and you'll be sharing it with your friends and family. And it's, it's to me, and maybe you can comment on this bedroom is it's like a tried and true way to achieve inner peace gardening. It, Man, it's, got it really years behind, it's got some years behind it with a lot of people doing it. And it seems like one of those things for me, it's inner peace. It's like the best meditation going on. What, what's, what's your feeling about that? Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're out there, you're close to land. I mean, for me, it's like a double whammy too, because it's teaching my kids that food comes from the ground. So it's like education, inner peace, family time, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a little bit of exercise, you're getting some fresh air, you put all that together. And then for me, it's just, it, it, it really hits close to home because, you know, I'm sitting here in a clinical setting telling patients for years, Hey, you know, you should eat organic. You should do this. You should do that. You know, you should connect more with your food. And then one day it occurred to me that like, I didn't really have a connection with food other than my farmer's market, my CSA, you know, all these places that I sourced food, but I still like my connection to food was a proxy connection through my organic farmer or my, you know, my, my grocer at, at the, you know, at the farmer's market. And so I decided to kind of, you know, connect those dots up. And and yes, I still buy stuff from them because like, I, I don't have a, a plot of land that, you know, makes sense to grow corn on. Right. Once I did that and I actually connected with food, it really changed the game in terms of how I practiced medicine, how I recommended things to patients. And like one of my favorite things to recommend to a patient now is look, you need to put your hands in the dirt. You need to get oriented around where food comes from. And the only way to really do it is to be part of that cycle of life. And then once you are, the meditation is you then tap into the energy of life as it's moving through these cycles and you can find that energy inside yourself. And that energy is the energy of immortality. That energy is the energy of vitality and all the things that will drive you to, you know, thrive and prosper and, and, and really, you know, want to walk the earth and help other people that, that, that's kind of, that's, that energy is kind of laid in inside the energy of nature. And so when you tap into it, then you're a part of something so much bigger and more beautiful than your individual self. Like it's just, it gets really profound. That was very well said, Pedram, as usual, by the way, um, your elocution is, is very well selected and always inspirational. And, 
thanks so much for speaking with us. Um, that, that's Dr. Pedram Shajai. He's going to be joining us at the Longevity Conference. We're going to be there September 30th through October 2nd, 2016. com. All four of those words together. com. All the details are there. If you've got your tickets, make sure you've got a place to stay in the Anaheim Hilton. If you are, have not got your tickets yet, get your tickets and make sure you get that place to stay at the Anaheim Hilton. It's a collection of like minds, and we're going to be running around that hotel. The energy is going to be incredible we, all weekend long because we're just going to be riding on that, on that wonderful energy of all these wonderful people who come in from around the world. So Dr. Pedram and I are wishing you the best day ever. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time.